Start at verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. We don't go by the law of the Old Testament, although many things in the Old Testament apply to us today in the church. But we don't sacrifice animals for sins. We don't sacrifice animals as offerings. Thank God. But today in the New Covenant, Jesus is our sacrifice. His blood paid for our sins, and we trust that his payment was totally satisfactory to pay for our sins. And we are forgiven our sins by God through Jesus. And we go forward in the Word of God, not doing the things we did before God revealed himself to us, before we were believers in God. And the moment we believed God, we died. We died to our flesh and no longer do those sins. But now we go in the way of the Spirit of God which God put into our hearts. So it's a completely different direction. But the New Testament is filled with commandments of God. That's the only thing, really, that we, the church, have to go by. And the law of God in the New Testament is very important. But some people in churches think We don't go by the law. We don't have to do any of things anymore. We're forgiven by the blood of Jesus and we can do what we want to do and that is pure foolishness because we have been forgiven. We are so grateful to God for our salvation that we delight in obeying what he says in the Holy Bible. So we certainly go by the law. Now here's a commandment that is an example of that. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11. Paul says this is a commandment of the Lord. For the New Testament church, it is a law of God for the church. 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11. Paul says, And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. This is a commandment of the Lord for the married in the New Testament church. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain 
unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. So, women, if you're going to leave your husband, first, God says don't do it. But if he is vile and beats you up and is unhappy with you because you're a Christian, and you leave him, but you leave him with the idea that you will not remarry. Be prepared to spend the rest of your life unmarried. Now here's another law of God. In the same chapter of Scripture, verse 39, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 39. This is a law of God and this is a commandment of God. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord, only to another person who is of God. That's 1 Corinthians 7.39. Another law of God is in Romans chapter 7, verses 2 and 3. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband. This is New Testament scripture for the New Testament church. It is for today. Paul certainly was speaking by the will of God when he wrote this. This is what we go by in the New Testament church today. For the woman which has an husband is bound by the law to her husband, so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Now look at Mark chapter 10, verses 11 and 12. Jesus says, Whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, and marry another, committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. Mark chapter 10, verses 11 and 12. And one more scripture, Matthew 5.32. A man in our church group had filed 
divorce proceedings against his wife, and when I heard about it, I called him, and I said, Was your wife unfaithful to you? He grew very silent, and in a moment he said, No. And I said, The only scriptural reason a man has to divorce his wife is if she has been unfaithful. That's the only scriptural reason. And I gave him Matthew 5.32. Apparently he read it, for he withdrew the divorce proceedings against his wife. Matthew 5.32. Jesus says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. These are laws of God in the New Testament Bible. And we in the church are responsible to live by these rules as Christians. A woman in our church group was raised Baptist. She married a young man at a quite early age, 17, I think, had two children by him, and they divorced. Later, she met another man and wanted to marry him. She went to a pastor and asked him if she, as a divorced woman, could remarry. The pastor said, Well, my sister is divorced and remarried. I don't see anything wrong with that. Later, this woman became born again, and she said, I saw by the scriptures I committed adultery when I remarried. And she was so angry at that pastor. But the Holy Spirit said to me, wasn't she already having sex with the second husband before she married him? I said to her, weren't you already having sex before you married the second husband? And she was stunned. She said, yes. I said, no more, because she, I didn't have to. She was shocked. She can't hardly be angry with this pastor for not telling you what's in the Bible when you were already committing fornication and coming to ask if you could marry as a divorced woman. Makes no sense. None of it makes any sense. She has a New Testament Bible. She wasn't born again at the time. We have New Testament Bibles. You can't go by what a preacher says unless it conforms to the scriptures. And you are responsible, and I am responsible, for the scriptures. To uphold the scriptures in the New Testament. So do that. Proverbs chapter 3, back to verse 5. Trust 
in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he, the word, shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, what you think. Be not wise in your own eyes. Don't explain away scripture. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is that you have an inner understanding that if the word of God says something and you choose to go another direction, you bring destruction upon yourself. That is the fear of the Lord. Therefore, when you have that fear, you do the word of God. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Don't put yourself in a position where you're with the evil, of being with the evil, of being around the evil. Don't deceive yourself for one second thinking you're going to draw the evil to Christ. Don't put yourself among the evil. We must not be in the position of approving sin. I would not go to a barbecue with a homosexual or lesbian because I know what the Bible says about homosexuals and lesbians. They were turned over by God to vile affections. That's Romans chapter 1, verse 26. We'll read that section. Start at verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one Toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Romans chapter 1 verses 26 through 28 tells us what God has to say concerning homosexuals and lesbians. We simply agree with God. This does not mean we hate those people. I don't hate the homosexuals and lesbians that I know. I don't go to barbecues with them. I don't sit down and eat with them. I don't run around with them, and I don't approve them. I give them the scripture to give them an opportunity to repent. 
I often write about homosexuals and lesbians and what God says in the Bible. I write it on my blog. I publish it in the podcast. It's what the Bible says, not what I say. It's what the Bible says, what God thinks. And it gives the person who's a homosexual or lesbian an opportunity to say, oh, that's a sin, and repent and be saved. And then I will be with them. But you see, you don't approve sin. And certain things are sins, and because of the New Testament Bible, we see the things that are sins, and we give them up ourselves, and we urge others to give up their sins and repent and turn to the Bible, to the Word of God. I have never had anyone question what I write concerning homosexuals and lesbians. I've never had anyone put me off radio because of that, or put me off a blog because of that, or put me off a podcast because I'm speaking what the Bible says, not what I think. This is what God has to say about it. You can do what you want to, but this is the Bible. So you have to be free to speak because it's not your own opinion. It's what the Bible says about the situation. And that's how I present it. So if someone asks you at work, what do you think about homosexuals? Give them this section of scripture and read it exactly to them. And God has shown me every time I mention homosexual or lesbian, be sure to read this section of scripture. This is what he thinks. So each of us have New Testament Bibles. That's what we go by. That's what our doctrine is, the New Testament. You don't have to go to your pastor to find out if you can, as a divorced woman, remarry. You look up all the scriptures and settle it for yourself through the Bible. Same thing concerning homosexuals and lesbians or drunkards or any other subject like that. Paul tells us what is sin, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Paul spells out, What are sins? Starting at verse 9, Paul says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate homosexual, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, Swindlers, people who take advantage of other people knowingly. Verse 10, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. Reviler is someone who speaks in a vile manner to other people. Nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So all of those things are sins. In the eyes of God, 
And we know by the scriptures what God considers to be sin. Proverbs 3, 7, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Establish all of these things by reading the scriptures, talking to God, being persuaded by the word of God. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Don't put yourself in places of evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Verse 11, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. The Bible constantly corrects us, showing us the way to go. Actually, I met a man one time, and he said, I never read the Bible, because if I read it, I would have to do it. He's closer to the truth than he knows. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. The time will come that rich men will cast the gold and silver out into the streets because they will see they can't be delivered by their wealth, by what they have done. At the time of the Great Tribulation, that will happen. We read it in Ezekiel, chapter 7, verse 19. They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. For their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. In the coming days when God brings the great tribulation to judge the people of the world and the people of the apostate churches, they will not be delivered by their silver and gold. And the prophet Ezekiel was shown the time will come that they will cast their silver and gold into the streets because their wealth cannot save them. They shall not satisfy their souls by their wealth, neither shall they fill their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 19. Let's read this section of scripture again in Proverbs 3, starting at verse 13. 
Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. Wisdom is more precious than anything. And all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Proverbs three thirteen through 15. Now verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is the tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. 1 Timothy chapter 6 The love of money is the root of all evil. And by that, many people fall from salvation. Can you fall from salvation? Revelation chapter 3 verse 5 Jesus says, If we overcome the evil, he will not blot our name out of the book of life, but he will confess our name before the angels of God. Revelation 3, 5 shows that your name can be blotted out of the book of life. So yes, you can be destroyed. But why would you want to be? Do good. Do the scriptures. Obey God. Put the wicked away from you. Don't go in the path of the wicked. Avoid it. This is what we are learning as we go through these books of wisdom written by Solomon. Verse 19. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding... He hath established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. Only God can make it rain. Verse 21. My son, let not them, the words of God, the rules of God, the commandments of God, let not them depart from thine eyes keep sound wisdom and discretion so shall they be life unto thy soul and grace unto thy neck then thou shalt walk in thy way safely and thy foot shall not stumble when thou liest down thou shalt not be afraid yea thou shalt lie down and thy sleep shall be sweet. Verse 25 Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord, the word, shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Verse 27 Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, 
when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give, when thou hast it by thee. Verse 29, Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. I know women whose husbands have been unfaithful, and so they decided they would be unfaithful and get even with it. That is not the correct way to go. Don't choose that way. Just because someone offends you or oppresses you or does evil toward you, don't choose that way trying to get even with that person. Envy thou not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. Commit yourself to God and let God cleanse your heart and let God deal with the issue. Verse 32. For the froward is abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. Verse 33. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he, the Lord, blesseth the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. And that is the end of Proverbs chapter 3. Now take these scriptures and examine yourself. Correct your way if needed. Stand by the scriptures, hold fast to them, structure your house by the scriptures. For that is the way of salvation, the word of God. Thank you for allowing me to speak these things to you today.